0: Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. I'm professionally trained in cognitive behavior therapy and neuro-linguistic programming. And I love helping people to overcome their mindset challenges. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you're on a platform that supports it, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. And thank you so much for your support of the podcast. The magic of reframing your thoughts is our topic for today. In the journey of personal growth and emotional well-being, the way we perceive and respond to thoughts plays a pivotal role in the course of our day. As you've heard me say, if you're a longtime listener, negative thought patterns can create cloud and it makes our judgment lackluster. And it impacts our emotions and it shapes our actions and behaviors. More often than not, it leads to a cycle of distress and sometimes extreme dissatisfaction, if not just dissatisfaction. But I don't want you to hear that and become fearful. I'm going to tell you, fear not. For there's a powerful and transformational technique that I'm going to share with you today that's going to allow you to break this cycle and this one principle, the big idea for this particular episode, the magic of reframing your thoughts is, drum roll, yes, reframing. Reframing is the core concept for our talk today. And cognitive reframing is like waving a magical wand that allows us to see our thoughts from a fresh perspective. It's going to allow us to sort of unravel and unveil new opportunities for the changes that we want to see in our lives. And this process involves identifying the negative patterns that don't serve us, cultivating a mindset that helps propel us forward. And it's going to challenge the validity of the thoughts we hold very near and dear to us, those that kind of create a lens for how we do life and how we interpret the things that happen in our environments. And through this reframing, we're going to begin to deconstruct and reconstruct narratives that ultimately is going to make the shift for us. If you're new to reframing, it is probably one of the chief tools that we use to create what looks like, from the lens we're using today, a less than ideal set of circumstances and changes it so that we see the positive and we allow that good energy to move us forward. So this is just a simple five-step process, family. We're going to start with step one, which is to identify negative thought patterns. Negative thought patterns are a problem for everyone. I don't want you to ever feel like this is something exclusively that you're dealing with because that's not true. 80% of people, irrespective of where they are, race, creed, color, nationality, experience this on a daily basis. So we're all literally in this together. The power of cognitive reframing is literally to help us recognize our negative thought patterns. Often, these thoughts operate subconsciously, driving our emotional response and behaviors without us consciously being aware. In order to identify, we have to begin to understand what's going on in our patterns of thinking that are automatic, that we're not Literally aware of or thinking about. So, to unveil this set of circumstances, it's going to take time, but I want you to reflect on your inner dialogue and pay attention to any sort of beliefs and themes, patterns of how you think, the lens with which you see life is it positive or negative? I want you to begin to look at those and go, hey, I see something here that might be a contributor to why I feel a certain kind of way, why I behave a certain type of way. I want you to jot that down in your journal. Maintaining a thought journal or maintaining your thoughts in a journal can be an incredible help in this particular pursuit. The journal acts as a, like a companion. In this case, the journal is allowing us to jot down negative thoughts And the situations that trigger them. So now you have a record or you're forming a record of the things that are taking place subconsciously that you're not consciously aware of. This is the birth of self-awareness. And we know that self-awareness provides us with insights into our cognitive tendencies and it opens the gateway for this constructive change that we're calling reframing. Step two, I want you to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is sort of like a guiding light. And it allows us to illuminate the pathways in our mind that lead to this cognitive restructuring process. We're shining the light on that which has not been known. So there's this even heightened sense of awareness that we experience when we first start to understand and capture the content from self-awareness. I tell you, when I first started family, maybe a week in, I was seeing everything and I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't anybody tell me about this 20 years ago? It could have changed literally the whole course of my life, the universe prepares us for these things when we're prepared to consume these things. So if that happens to you, when you start doing this, just remember what I just said. Now, when we're practicing mindfulness, we are cultivating a non-judgmental approach to us learning more about us. We're being present and we're being focused on our thoughts and our feelings. And any other bodily sensations we get. Remember that feelings are for the body, what thoughts are for the mind. And you're going to get cues from both. And you'll start feeling something in your body that should be your internal trigger to go, hey, what's going on right now? Why am I feeling like this? What was just said? What just happened to me? What was I just thinking about that changed my state in the same way? When we have these thoughts, right, we're gonna get to that next, but there's some certain things we need to do to make these thoughts the way we need them to be so that they serve us and don't disable us. When you practice mindfulness, what you're actually doing is you're creating a mental space that separates you from your thoughts. And you're sort of like the mediator, you're right in between the both understanding what's going on with them and understanding what's going on with you. And for us to be able to get the get started energy, we need to do the thing that we want to do that we've been procrastinating or we've heard the automatic negative voice tell us we're not enough to do or whatever the case is. We've got to harmonize both sides. And by becoming mindful and standing in the gap for you, the one who wants to do this thing, and for that protective mechanism inside of you that's telling you you can't. As mediator, you want to allow the circumstances and the environment that you're in at that time to be free of any sort of obstructions. And in order for you to do mindfulness, this is the reason why it has to be non judgmental. You're simply acting as an observer so that you can untangle the emotional response from the thoughts, get them both in alignment so that you can move forward with what it is you want to move forward with. The best way to do this is through the art of meditation, which you will do each morning, and it will act as a springboard to quiet down all of those energies all of those forces, all of those thoughts. Because if you can start your day with those guys at a low tone and you've exercised a disciplinary stance over them through that morning meditation, then you're 90% likely not to have them surface during the day. So this is a tremendous start to a highly effective day. Step three, once you start to understand your patterns, You're now utilizing mindfulness, you're journaling, and you come to the point where you have recognition. We want to begin to challenge those negative thoughts. Biggest item here, the chief question here is what I'm thinking right now. Do I have evidence to support it? I mean, hard, tangible evidence, not a one-time situation, not. A one time with another over here that kind of seems like it might have been related. Do I have hard evidence? Can I validate that this is a real thing? What you're going to find is that eight out of 10 times, you're not going to have that evidence. You'll be in this mode of thinking the worst case scenario. And really, it's not you. It's your subconscious trying to protect you. We call this maladaptive behavior. It is so pure, but it relates back to a time period in our ancestry that doesn't support the things that we're doing today. We don't need to have a response that's sharp. Challenging these negative thoughts, looking for validity, looking for evidence to support them is the big idea for this particular area. And many of the thoughts that we have are just pure distortions. Science says that over 50% of the identity beliefs that we hold, we've made up over the years because we have to remain faithful to whatever identity we hold of ourselves. So as we are thinking about this whole challenge process, if it's irrational If it's exaggerated, if we can't validate it, if we don't have evidence, we are forced then to do what? You are correct. Let it go. You have to let it go. Now that we've appropriately and properly challenged the negative thought, now we're going to find evidence of a positive thought. And this is the art of cognitive reframing. It extends its charm further As we actively seek evidence to contradict, to spin on its head those negative thoughts that we found to be inaccurate in some way, shape, or form, we're going to look through our personal archives. We're going to look through the positive side of our identity. We're going to also reminisce about past accomplishments and successes. And we're going to seek out instances where we received positive feedback. And we're going to try our best to relate those successes, that positive feedback, to the current situation. And to do this, this is a more evidence-based approach. Some might say, what if I don't have anything that relates to this? That's fine too. This is what you do. You then say to yourself, the very opposite of what that negative thought was. Perhaps you're going to have to step out on faith, meaning maybe you don't have that skill set just now. Maybe you don't have that real life set of circumstances right now, but you're going to behave as though you already do. And you're going to see that the thing that you just professed that is opposite is in existence already, and you're just waiting for it to manifest In the world that you reside in, that's how you're going to deal with it. In either case, we're going to tip the scales in our favor and move us out of a negative mindset or negative thinking into positive thinking. And this is where we're able to then start to shape our mindset we're able to gain resilience, the ability to bounce back quickly and not allow these things, these circumstances, whatever is going on that we don't like to weigh us down and take us out of our good energy bubble. And this is where self-empowerment starts. Now, step five, the polishing touches on this whole reframing process. When you arrive at this point, You have gone through a myriad of different feelings, emotions. You've entered into this mediator position where you were non-judgmental toward yourself. And you're trying to bring harmony to this situation. You're shifting the energy from that of negative to positive. And then the polishing touches are to acknowledge that this process worked to write down how you went through this entire process and to keep a running log each time it works. You want to, as best you can, commit these wins to memory. You should celebrate them because when you celebrate them, that's going to create some brand new chemicals. And those brand new chemicals that are created are going to be positive chemicals. They're going to be happy chemicals. And as a result, when you get to the next time that you have to deploy this, because you've got some new chemistry that you've made from these successes. Yes, you've got some new chemistry. What do you think's going to come up? The new chemistry. And it'll get stronger and stronger each time you do it. You've effectively waved your magic wand. You've taken thoughts of criticism, of self-blame. And you've turned them into compassionate thoughts, optimistic thoughts, and can do thoughts. That's reframing. As you learn to redirect your focus, you'll find that the more you do it, the easier this becomes. Here's a practical application Reframing your thoughts is to improve your mental well being, family. And it's a mechanism that you can use for emotional resilience to shift. You're thinking from negative to positive. You're able to identify challenges, negative thoughts, unproductive patterns, and you're able to take them and look at them through a different lens. No judgment, but like a third party would. No overtones or undertones. And it's through this process that you're able to have better responses A crisper mindset, reduced stress and enhanced overall performance, whether it's professional or personal. Everybody's going to see this change in you and they're going to want to know what you did. And you should be able to empower them to do this same process so they, too, can experience these results. And that's going to conclude this episode. Thank you for your time and attention. Do ask that you share this on your Instagram stories and tag me on IG at your thought life, Y-O-R thought life, no spaces. And feel free to leave a comment. I want to remind you, as I always do, you are enough. You can do it and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.